Ever wonder if your fried food is really done on the inside? Is dropping baskets of fries at the same time in the same fryer a good thing or a bad thing? Let's talk about that today on 10-Minute Food Truck Training. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, my name is Bill Moore, founder of Food Truck Training Group. Yesterday we talked about filtering and changing your oil and boil outs and all those neat things associated with maintaining a fryer. Today we're going to talk about how to cook food in the fryer. Dropping fries seems simple enough, right? You just throw the uh, fries in a basket, drop the basket in the shortening, not too hard. Well, there's some details you got to kind of train your cooks on to achieve the highest possible quality of your fried food. And those details have to be explained in a manner that makes sense to those cooks. So let's go through some of those details. First, how full should the basket be? If you're dropping a product like fries that is able to, to stack on top of each other and not clump together when it's fried, those you want to only fill about one-third to one-half full. And then you're going to shake them after about a minute in the cooking process. That helps them to not stick together in a big... Items that you sell individually like a chicken patty or sausage patty or pork chop, you want to put those in a slotted basket so that you can cook more at one time without the product sticking together. And a slotted basket allows a short and you get different patties. They stand upright in their uh, pretty cool little basket insert. You slotted baskets come in two different varieties. One is just an insert that fits into a normal fry basket that we all know. And then there's actually one that's designed as its basket itself that has a little cover that will fold over your food to help it from not floating up. Because as we all know, some foods will float when it gets closer. Most food trucks cook by sight. It takes a really great fry cook to be consistent when you cook by sight. And it also takes a really strong disciplined cook not to hurry the cooking process by pulling the food up early when it's not actually done because there's a big long line of people we got to serve them. Or they'll sit there and turn the temperature up thinking that's going to help hurry up the cooking process. That does not work. So a fry cook, they're susceptible to making mistakes when they feel pushed. Best thing to do is have a timing system. High-end fryers have options for integrated timers that track not only the cook time, but they'll give you a little beep when it's time to shake the, the uh, product in the basket. They will also track the holding time if you tell it your fries have a 10-minute hold time. After you turn off the timer when the fries are done, 10 minutes later it'll beep at you again to say, hey, get rid of those fries, they're old. And it also tracks things like recovery time. Recovery time is when the product is dropped into the fryer, the shortening loses its temperature. And the fryer kicks on, obviously, to recover that temperature. The timer systems will track how long it takes for the fryer to go from a cooler state back to the temperature you have it set for. Just as an example, a good fryer should do that in about 60 to 70 seconds. Anything longer than that and your food really is going to absorb a lot more short. You could also use a multi-channel timer where it will have several different buttons that you can program different times in. These timers are dumb timers basically. All it does is just beep whenever the food's done. 
They may allow you to have a secondary timer attached to that button, but again, it, it's not adjusting for the temperature. It doesn't track the recovery time. It doesn't really matter which procedure you use. If proteins are involved, you're going to need to test the product. If you're doing things by sight, you're going to have to test every product because you don't want to sell something that's raw. Just because it looks cooked on the outside does not mean it is cooked to the proper temperature on the inside. So if you are a cooked by sight truck, you're going to be temping one product out of every basket that you cook all day long. And of course, you want to temp the thickest one because if it's done, then obviously the thinner ones are going to. If you do bone-in chicken, you're going to temp the biggest thigh or the biggest uh, breast or the biggest leg. And you're going to temp it where it's the fattest. And you want to get in towards the bone to make sure it's done all the way through to the bone. And then you're going to record that on your HACCP tracking form. That's the HACCP tracking form. Some states call it the standard of operation, standard operating procedure, any of those names. But basically it's where you track your food and demonstrate to the health department that yes we serve wholesome food where these forms become super important is if somebody says hey i got sick and i think it was this food truck and the health inspector comes in because they're mandated to come in and, and do an inspection whenever someone complains about food poisoning and they'll ask you for your tracking form and the tracking forms are filled out and you demonstrate that look we cook the food this way here's all the different temperatures for that particular day in question you may not be in trouble you may not have to pay the insurance claims because it means they got sick from somebody else. If you have a timer system, on the other hand, all you have to do is temp one product before each meal period. So if you're open for lunch, first basket of proteins that you drop, timer goes off, you pull it up, and you temp thickest product again and record that. And you don't have to track any more temperatures until you get out of your lunch service. Again, that's because you're using a timing system that will tell you when the food is done. And as long as you can say with 100% certainty, we don't pull up our food earlier than the timer, then clearly if the shortening is at the right temperature, the timer's working properly, every food should come out cooked within a degree or two of each other. Are looking at chicken to be 165 when it comes out, and you pull out the one and it is 165, Every time you use the same vat of shortening and that same timer, you'll have your chicken come up at 165 degrees. If you use a fryer that has two or more baskets in the same oil vat, you want to stagger the drops. And what I mean is, if you drop fries, fill up the basket one-third to one-half full, drop it into the fryer. Remember I told you a good fryer should recover its temperature in about a minute. So you want to wait about a minute before you drop anything else in that fryer. That way the temperature of the shortening has come back up. If you drop two baskets simultaneously, it drops the shortening even farther. So it takes it longer to recover. So all that time it's recovering, the food is absorbing oil and it's changing the flavor and the quality that you intended it to. If you have more than one fryer, then you would drop in one fryer, drop another one in the second fryer, come back to the first fryer to drop your third basket, go to the fourth fryer to drop it. So then you can drop them a little bit quick. If you have more than one fried food, you really need to think about how you're doing french fries, for instance. French fries will pick up other flavors. I know that you'll see on the vendor forums and the vendor groups, yeah, I cook everything in my fryer. Well, you don't taste it. Because if you taste a french fry that's been cooked with chicken or that's been cooked with onion rings, you can taste the difference. It's going to be there. If you cook fries in the same fryer as something that has a lot of breading on it, the fries will come out looking like they're peppered. French fries need their own dedicated fryer. 
proteins cooked with fries change the flavor just like onion rings so you don't ever want to that's another reason why we want you to determine your menu before you determine your food truck layout and go buy one what kind of short like most things in food truck world and the answer is it depends each shortening type has good and bad there's no one best shortening out there each one changes the flavor and the appearance of your food as well as the cook time it just depends on what you want as an end and you can use varieties of vegetable oil nut oils animal fat etc it doesn't matter what the medium is for your shortening you just want to make sure that it tastes the way you want it to taste prior capacity is linked to the size of the prior cooking capacity is so a 50 pound prior fryer should cook about 50 pounds of fries an hour give or take it's not an exact science if you constantly are cooling off the shortening by dropping a lot of frozen product and overfilled baskets you decrease the cooking capacity and also decrease your quality when should you salt or seed salting does a couple of things it adds a the flavor that everybody loves gets you salivating and really really wanting to to eat those fries but also helps to pull out some of the shortening pull out the moisture so that you have a crisper product it's one of the reasons why you add salt all right let's talk about multiple fryers if you have more than one fryer dedicate one as french fries only the next fryer is a catch-all cook anything else you got but don't cook fries in it the oil in the last fryer and that should be your fish fryer and if you don't sell fish whatever your last fryer in line that's the one you're going to be throwing away. and then each fryer next to it that oil gets moved the one beside it so that you are only adding new shortening to the french fry fryer the first fryer in your line which so we've talked about cooking capacity we talked about segregating fries we've talked about how to drop fries how full the basket should be what types of baskets there are we've gone over a whole bunch of information i hope you guys took some notes because the things that we talk about will make a difference in your productivity and more productive you are the more profit you will make if you manage all your expenses Thursday, we're going to talk about a really hot topic we've asked about a couple times on our group. And it's going to be credit card processing and whether free processing is really free. It's going to be a good one and you definitely don't want to miss it. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting the podcast. Click that support button. Every little bit helps and I am so grateful for any support. Thank you guys so much for listening and stay profitable, my friend.